Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. I'm Radha, and I'm here with Chaitanya Charan and Russell. And we are on day 49 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. Today we will start with chapter 3, text 15. And we are talking about sacrifices. Yes, thank you. So... Let's look at what's going on over here. I'll talk about the verse. Karma Brahmod Bhavam Vidhi Brahmakshir Samud Bhavam Tasma Sarvagatam Brahma Mityam Yagya Pratishthitam. Regulated activities are prescribed in the Vedas, and the Vedas are directly manifested from the Supreme Personality, personality of Godhead. Consequently, the all pervading transcendence is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice. Yes. So, this particular section of the of the Gita is going deep into certain philosophical worldviews which we were building up yes, last time. So, right now we are in 315. And let's just understand what the text is talking about over here. Before we move forward to specifics. So, there are roles we have, which here are called as karma. Karma can mean action, but here it specifically means duties, prescribed duties. So, karma is brahmod bhavam vidhi. It, is com it comes in the sacred texts, which in the Indian tradition are called as the Vedas. Hmm. That's where they have been mentioned. So what we humans are meant to do, our social roles are mentioned there. Brahma Akshara Samudbhavam. And what is said is that Akshara is the, the Supreme Lord who is infallible. So these revealed, these texts are often called as revealed texts because they come from the Lord. And so now the chain that is being described is that both of these, the texts, they are themselves considered spiritual and the Lord of course is spiritual and the word for spiritual used is Brahma. Now the cycle that was described in the previous verses was, so it was a particular cycle which discussed that, you know, we, that all living beings subsist on grains. Now, grains, they come from rains. Now, rains come from sacrifices. And sacrifices, they come from, they are a part of our duties. Just like a citizen can pay tax only when the citizen is actually working and earning a livelihood. So similarly, we could say that the taxes that are paid, the sacrifices can be performed only when one is doing one's prescribed duties. So this Brahma, that this is the word here is infallible or transcendental akshara. Everything in this world is uh, is prone to fall into illusion, it's temporary, it's prone to deception. But Brahma 
so that brahma it is being said over here that spiritual reality is manifest through this chain in sacrifice so sacrifice makes that which is spiritual accessible to the material so that is the key point over here why is sacrifice so important sacrifice you could say there is a higher spiritual realm and there is the low uh, let's put it here there is the divine realm uh, divine level and there is the human level or the material level and these two are not exactly interchangeable but for our purposes that's fair enough so it is sacrifice that makes the spiritual accessible at the material level the chain of thought was that in 3.9 arjuna krishna had said that if work is done as sacrifice in a sacrifice sacrif as as sacrifice then that leads to no bondage other that leads to freedom from bondage so how is that happening that is being mentioned over here that if we consciously remember that we are parts of a bigger reality and that we have a part in that higher reality then we will <clears throat> not be bound so the idea in this particular verse or in this particular series of verses is that when Krish this was this was a mood to activated at work in a mood of sacrifice but it's not just a mood the mood is meant to reflect awareness of a cosmic reality sometimes some people may say that okay um by our mood people can imagine things also somebody may imagine that Now they are Superman, or they are part of the team which is saving the world as a part of the uh, some group of superheroes or whatever. So that's imagination. But here the Gita is talking about how uh, this is not imagination. This is reflective of a higher reality, and that higher reality is pointed out over here. What is that higher reality? That we as individuals are parts of Krishna. Each one of us is a part of Krishna. and now exactly that being part of krishna is not where the gita has come to till now that will be explicitly stated a little later but at this stage it is saying that we can access the transcendental through our work and then when we have that access to the transcendental when we are when our work if it's for selfish purpose it leads to bondage if it's for selfless purpose it won't lead to bondage rather it will lead to no bondage or to liberation so that is the mood in which arjuna is being asked to work over here so this mood can be cultivated in various ways so with earlier i'll make one more point and then we can have some reflections we talk about sacrifice as a principle 
and then it also talked about sacrifice as a ritual so right now i'll focus on sacrifice as a principle now as a ritual there could be a fire sacrifice now as a ritual there could the, this or rather using the word ritual you can say practical expression of the principle which is what the ritual is meant to be the practice of the principle could also be in various domains so it could be something as simple as the food that we eat we offer the food why because the idea is this food is not something which i have produced independently we acknowledge that there is a higher reality that has made the food possible for us and therefore we are grateful to that higher reality and this could of course at a fundamental level be through our consciousness so when we offer our consciousness so offering of food and similarly consciousness could also be an offering and this is what the gita will focus on through remembrance now that theme has not yet come but it will come elaborate eventually and in the bhakti yoga tradition especially uh, there this remembrance is often evoked through chanting of the holy names of god so like the hari krishna mantra so the idea is the point of sacrifice is that we give up something that could be used for our enjoyment for a higher purpose so what might that higher purpose be so sacrifice for a higher purpose so the when we are trying to cultivate remembrance of krishna remembrance of the divine so how we could the most fundamental resource our wealth is our resource our food is our resource but our most fundamental resource is consciousness and it is with, with it is with our consciousness that we understand which food is edible which food is not edible when the food is edible is it relishable or is it not relishable with our consciousness we understand okay how should i function so that i can earn money how i can use various resources it is with our consciousness that we can understand the wisdom of the bhagavad gita including this majestic world view about how the cosmos cosmos works so that's consciousness and you said that consciousness is also a practical expression of sacrifice right so you're saying it's both a practical expression and that when we offer our consciousness it's like remembrance of the lord chanting of of the holy names that's a sacrifice and also consciousness is the way at which we discern what is a sacrifice is so, that what you're so, saying so here our consciousness it's generally the idea of sacrifice if you consider the fire sacrifice there are certain elements which are put in the fire sacrifice mm -hmm. so there are those called the offerings ahuti the elements that are offered in within the sacrifice so so now i'm talking as consciousness as the element being offered that means with our consciousness we could be thinking of a hundred other things but we choose to think about krishna so oh okay consciousness direct to krishna so 
how does this, when you say or consciousness is our fundamental resource in sacrifice, how does that relate to the diagram above where you said that consciousness is? Yeah. No, 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 no. Just right above it. This one right here where you said ritual, the practical expression of sacrifices, fire sacrifice, food and consciousness. Yeah. So, for example, whenever we pray or chant, we are essentially, we may not be offering a particular substance to Krishna, but we are offering our consciousness to Krishna at that time. And that is pleasing to him. So, for example, sometimes if parents do a lot for their children, the parents may not want, parents are not going to keep a monetary log. You know, for you, I have spent this much. And now at the end of your life, you have to pay all this much money back to me. But the parents would at least like that the children acknowledge what the parents did for them. The children are grateful for what the parents did. So, so that way you could say consciousness is simply at, at a fundamental level conscious of what the parents did for them. So that is itself gratitude. So whatever the parents gave the gifts, the so that way this consciousness that gratitude is there within us, that itself is satisfying at one level. So like that, we we when we are aware of the bigger picture and we immerse ourselves in the bigger picture, then that's when we grow. We are a part of the cosmic whole in a holistic way. Okay, so you're saying that every practical expression of sacrifice should be infused with that same level of consciousness of gratitude. Mm, yes and no. That's true, I'm saying that. But what I'm saying is that the practice itself could be of involving offering various things. I could offer my food. I could offer my wealth. And I could offer my consciousness. There are three different things. Now, we could also say that the consciousness should be there in all three. Hmm? But consciousness itself is a distinct offering. So, for example, if we are chanting or praying, at that time, we are not necessarily offering any particular commodity. If somebody is giving charity, then they are offering their wealth. When somebody is giving, say, somebody funds a soup kitchen or something like that. They're giving food charity. So, while all activities can be infused with, uh, with the consciousness that this is for a higher purpose, but even if there is no particular external ritual being performed, the consciousness itself can be offered directly. Sure, I understand. Thank you. Yes. Any comments, Russell Prabhu? No, that's that's clear. That's good. Thank you. So now I just so here there are many elements which may seem unfamiliar to us. So I'll just do a quick recap of this, what was discussed till now. And the last verse is more or less of a conclusion of this section. So let's look at that last verse before we do the recap. 
एवं प्रवर्तितम् चक्रम नानुवर्तयती हयः अघायुरिंद्रिया रामो मोघम पार्थस जीवती Translation My dear Ajuna, one who does not follow in human life cycle, human life cycle of sacrifice thus established by the Vedas certainly leads a life full of sin. Living only for the satisfaction of the senses, such a person lives in vain. Okay. So here, the theme being talked about is that such a person evam pravartitam chakram this was a theme of sacrifice that is mentioned earlier so here We are discussing the 16th verse, 316. If somebody does not non-overtayati, if there's not non-participating in the cosmic cycle. So, what is the result of that? That person is giving three consequences. Which a person is aghayur. It's a life of wrongdoing, of agha is wrongdoing your sin, and it is a life just for sense pleasure. And it is waste. Mogham Parthasujivati. So it's quite a serious set of. Consequences being talked about over here. Now, this takes us to a much bigger point about the Bhagavad Gita. If we know the Bhagavad Gita started with Arjuna, confused about fight or don't fight. And he didn't know which one to do. And Krishna expanded Arjuna's vision to talking about action versus renunciation but he said that it's not just action there are multiple levels of action so i don't want to go back to the full list here but there could be a broadly attached action and detached action and there could be uh, mature premature renunciation and premature renunciation. So Krishna will be talking about this level next from 317 onwards. But here in 316, he's mentioning this level of acting. The key point is Krishna is recommending Arjuna to act. And while there is action, the action itself can be at various levels. Mm -hmm. Now, there is action and there is the motivation for the action. And the motivation comes from our worldviews. 
So our motivation may be many different things. Our motivation could be just survival. I need to live, so I have to do some th things like this. Our motivation could be pleasure. I want to enjoy. This is what gives me enjoyment. Our motivation could be power, power or success of some kind. Hmm. So pleasure, pleasure. Basically, I'm using sense pleasure over. This is what using maximum sense pleasure. So now there could be um, one of the motivations could be the afterlife or a, some kind of bigger picture. So interestingly here, while this section technically could be called as Karmakanda, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is actually talking about the same thing from different perspectives. It's not exactly Karmakanda over here. Mm -hmm. in, in Karmakanda, which was what we discussed earlier, Karmakanda, this we discussed from 2, 231 to 37. And then Krishna contrasted that with Karma Yoga later. So this is basically we do good and then we go to heavens for having done that good. So that was Karmakanda. And Krishna recommended Arjuna to fight at that level. Now, apart from that, there are many other levels also. But here, it is more of it's more of duty will elevate a person to heaven. That was the section over there. But here it is more of duty will maintain harmony here. This emphasis is not so much that Arjuna, if you perform sacrifices, then you will go to heavens and you will enjoy with you'll have heavenly prosperity and enjoyment. That may be true. But that doesn't, that's not what is being talked about in this particular thing. What is being talked about is that the same thing, but with a distinctive different focus. Krishna had told previously in 3.8 that with, without work, you can't even maintain yourself. So now this could be taken literally, if you don't have a job, you'll be starving. And that's that's from an immediate perspective, which is definitely true. But you could also have a bigger perspective over here. So that bigger perspective, what was, was given in the Bhagavad Gita here, that if you don't do work, you won't be maintaining yourself. Our, our work enables us to do sacrifices. And when we do sacrifices, we, we please the gods. And when we please the gods, they give the necessities for us. 
and with those necessities then we can survive and do our work so the idea is that this is cycle so, so what was told in 3.8 this is elaborated further so in general we could look at the world beyond the world beyond the immediate world for as a as a destination to go after this life but it could also be seen as as a preservation of this world the destination beyond this world so the emphasis in these two is different like say suppose there's some small country say israel not israel not exactly a very small country but say if there's a country like, let's not take israel as an example suppose there's some country which is being uh, financially extensively supported by america mm -hmm. not the best example geopolitically speaking today's world but still suppose that country is being sustained or supported by america then a citizen could think there that uh, that okay if i do if i do my studies well if i do get my job i can get the qualifications the recommendations then america is a place that i can go to that's one way of looking at it another is that actually america is pumping money money in, into our economy to maintain our economy and that may also be true so this particular section 3.9216 is focused on this vision as 23137 was focused on the other vision so it's not exactly karmakanda in the normal sense of the word word it's more a sacri how sacrifice is required to maintain the world order even now is the difference clear or are any any comments questions about what i've been discussing Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying I, I think I asked this question a couple sessions ago about karmakanda and how it fits into this. So we talked about karmakanda kind of being like like Amazon Prime, like transactional, and so you ask for something and you go to higher planets. And now you're saying that when we're talking about sacrifice, it's more about how to interact in this world so that you're in harmony with it. I guess does that mean? it almost seems like that's a more zoomed in version like karmakanda almost seems like then it's higher than sacrifice right i mean i know it's not but why but what what do you say to that you know because if you're doing something to go to a higher planet that would mean that you have a more zoomed out broader perspective right than if you're doing something so that you can subside in this current moment well not necessarily it it's just that one may think that this world is just a one is not even aware of uh, how the current world functions and one is concerned only with uh, escaping from it other mm? could be you know, this could be actually in one sense more more selfish view because i just want to get out of here i want to go to a better place where i can enjoy whereas this is a more self not selfless i would say a more self aware view 
that okay right now also there is so much arrangement being made by which i am being maintained so both of them are have their value and validity but actually this is more evolved sacrifice is more evolved yeah because the point is that it's a uh, this is more the previous one is both more on the reward system that a, a kid wants to say that a kid is told that okay you know if you get this many marks in your exam you get this much grade in your exam then it, you can go on that outing with your friends to that hill station or wherever you want to go hmm and the kid is kid becomes aware that oh right now itself my parents have for my education they've taken this loan and they've mortgaged this and they've done this and then that well, that kid is more self aware so so it's a so this is a more evolved version because there the whole idea is that one is less aware of how things really work and we will see this this consciousness that there are higher realities maintaining us even now that reach, leads us to approach those higher realities with a greater sense of gratitude so basically there are four distinct levels at which higher realities can be approached at a basic level there is fear where one thinks that you know, whoever is up there they shouldn't trouble me so let me propitiate them in some way whatever way i can then there is desire that oh who is up there there please they will grant me something then there is duty oh they have already given me so much that higher reality so let me let me reciprocate by offering some worship some prayer and then there is love so these three are concerned with the gifts as love is concerned with the gifter person who is giving the gift So love is the highest. Of course, we are not discuss love right now, but so this two thirty one thirty seven is more at the level of the desire. That this three nine to sixteen is more at the level of duty. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So it's it's on the stair. It's on the way to a more relational kind of a loving exchange relationship with. divinity it's yeah, it's closer to that okay whereas karmakanda is more in the transactional kind of relationship which is which is further removed from a loving exchange yes perfect actually yeah that's true so we discussed three main points today yes karma karmakanda is more both of these are actually transactional all three are transactional but there more evolved level of transactions mm -hmm. then transactional just a more evolved level. so we discussed three main points today first we discussed about the cosmic cycle and how through sacrifices we participate in that cosmic cycle and then we discussed about sacrifice of various forms including the sacrifice of consciousness which is what we do in bhakti yoga when we remember or pray to the lord then we talked about this idea of uh, the human divine interaction at two levels 
which the Gita has talked about, that the divine is a destination to be attained, and that divine, that high, that higher reality, is doing is offering our sustenance right now. It's offering us preservation right now. So Gita talks about that level of preservation here in three point nine to sixteen. Thank you very much. Thank you.